Welcome friends. Our today's book is Quantum Supremacy. How the quantum computer revolution will change everything. So computer we all know the last worst one century has been so dramatically exponentially revolution for the humanity because of one of the major invention is computer. Then we have supercomputer maybe that's we imagine as something like an extreme then we somehow go to a particular end now because of the more slow and uh, lithography they are going to put more and more chips on this one we come to an end where now they we have to go to a quantum level and today's topic is something about quantum computer or its invention or its presence in the new information age and how it is going to change everything around us we have lot of big problems which has been limited by the limitations of our thinking limitations of our computing ability and this book is going to explain multiple topics we are going to talk about global warming how it is affecting about fertilizers about medicine about lot of other things just 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 give you an introduction of lot of things gene editing how to cure cancer immortality artificial intelligence and more than that so let's get started so to give you an example about uh, how how this quantum computing is going to help us is that it is going to tell that quantum computer can do something in 200 seconds which a normal supercomputer will require 10000 years so you see an exponential growth here 200 seconds to 10000 years it is uh, been told by google sycamore it's a quantum computer by google and we have other players also as well in the game so what is the difference between normal computer and quantum computer a simple difference is that it is going to be working based on the rules of quantum mechanics and what is mysterious about quantum mechanics is that your normal computer work in zeros and one but here you can have multiple superpositions like if in quantum mechanics you ask about where is the position of the electron you will tell it's not here it's not here it's 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 in in a possible infinite possibilities it's a realm of possibilities which is explained by wave equations and all so similarly two electrons can be happen in two places at the same time which is not possible in normal computer it can tunnel through the matter there is a interesting factor things in quantum mechanics called uh, entanglement where that information is transmitted faster than the light which is not normally possible in normal scenarios so that one is going to be there so all this instantly analyzing infinite paths and it is going to work on that so that's about it's something like if i if i quote sundar pichai for google ceo it is something like the right brothers invented flight in the old generation quantum computer is something like that we are going to have a leap of 
growth in this particular topic let's get started so chapter 1 end of age of silicon so as i mentioned before there was been a since last 50 or 60 years from the invention of uh, transistors to integrated circuits there have been a tremendous growth in our technology almost all 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 of the things what we have it is been part of this one and there is an interesting r- law which governs this one it's moore's law it is been told that every 18 months the transistor or the the contents inside the chips will double but the, they come to a point if you follow our other book in the channel called chip war you understand that they become to a point where there is no much room there because now even the chip manufacturer is going to giving ultraviolet lithography to just put more and more in it even if you look at other players in the game like intel and all they somehow reach a saturation so there is for sure there will be little growth but there is not that much growth there so silicon is there but silicon is going to help not to solve all this big problems we have but the the problem is that there is no much room there but the solution is also there because there is plenty of room at the bottom richard feynman the famous physicist nobel laureate told that there is plenty of room in the bottom bottom where in the atomic level so we are going to go down from a silicon level to atomic level now it's not going to end now like like we talk about electric car even you try to do, change all the electric car in the world now it will take maybe another 20 years or something similar to that age of silicon or end of silicon is going to happen gradually but it will peak maybe in 2050 or something so that's the chapter about end of silicon era so then end of digital age okay here because man quest for computing has been there since since greek or maybe prehistoric age greeks used to have a computational device called alex uh, an elikaintera it's actually like a, if you remember like a lock of a safe having a multiple like uh, gears around it it will have it's like a compass it's mainly used to simulate the heavenly objects so that's about greek civilization then it progressed but it did not progress much until 1800s when the colonists or imperialist thing they were even exploring the other parts of the world they they need to have a maps and charts and all from there they try to understand the requirement of such an intelligence and the first man somehow called for a father of computer is charles babbage maybe you know him and he somehow tried to create it somehow in a way of computational device or a calculation device like that his thinking was that later on another guy came called alan turing turing machine which is somehow the basics of most of our computer now he tried to think it in other way he tried to think it as is there any limit on computing 
and he tried to create a Turing machine and all. So that was there, Babbage and Turing. Then World War come up, World War One and Two. That somehow interrupted the 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 revolution or digitalization and all. Then later on, it just tried to revamp itself after the World War, as you know about transistors and all. So there was an initial thinking. Then until eighteen hundred, no. Then after eighteen hundred. there is something then it stopped again by world war now we are on a third stage now and we are talking about a fourth one about the future which is about quantum computer so let's go to the next chapter <coughs> rise of the quantum <coughs> because in 1900 world was somehow newtonian mechanics <coughs> excuse me <coughs> newtonian mechanics was able to explain everything around us and even they thought that us patent office was about to close because they thought that everything what we needed about the world it's already invented so it's the thinking is something like that you can imagine how how it goes if patent office is going to be closed so the problem arises when they try to evaluate an incandescent bulb or a normal bulb or or something imagine like when you stick a match box match stick it will have uh, a red on the outer of that burning fire in the middle you will have yellow and in the very center of it you will have blue maybe you will not be able to notice it in a short second because the blue is the hottest thing but the point is that when it reached to red and blue spectrum red and yellow it is fine but when it reached to blue spectrum the values become infinity so it's something called as ultraviolet catastrophe and that is actually the trigger of the birth of quantum mechanics one man whose name is max planck a man of contradiction he come to tell that okay guys Newton mechanics is there but it somehow look like incomplete i'm here to give you something okay energy is something like quanta okay and i'm going to give you a number called planck's constant which is something like a very interesting number very small number which will only come to have its effect on a subatomic level so you are going to talk about a theory okay it is something about atomic level and energy is in quanta so that's somehow the start of quantum mechanics then another guy came the patent clerk or the famous the man with the rising hair albert einstein from his patent office he came to tell that okay inspired from planck i have an idea the light is a dual nature it is same time a particle same time as a wave as well so that somehow is an interesting factor which was just shaking lot of prehistoric or preconceived uh, topics about science so that was somehow it's still in atomic level 
then we they have some conflict internally because of the positions and certainty principle i'm not going much there because this book will be too much long but if you're interested we have another book in the channel called something deeply hidden by sean carroll talking about those history about quantum mechanics to make it very short for our this book uh, then we have a situation where uncertainty principle and schrodinger come to inspire the people with own question about curiosity about schrodinger cat where cat is alive and dead somehow telling that electron is there or not there the the point come to position that quantum mechanical people come to a debate where niels bohr used to tell that okay you use or you electron is there only when you start observing it otherwise it is everywhere so when you look at it it will collapse and the things are there that make how somehow split in the topic and that was somehow the initial stage of quantum mechanics it was too much mysterious crazy and all these topics was there but somehow if you see what i am talking about now the quantum computing it is actually based on that between 0 and 1 you have only two discrete number in normal computer but in a quantum computer you have infinite possibilities on there you can have ones and zero at the same time you can tunnel it you can as i mentioned it can entangle it so information can transfer fast and most interestingly you can have lot of possibilities between zero and one infinite superpositions so that's make it computing so much fast and exponential compared to the normal computer which was all depending about how much transistors or how much it is packed on a silicon level so let's go to our next chapter dawn of quantum computer so here as i mentioned transistor is undoubtedly one of the most important invention of our century because you are watching me now maybe because of that without that maybe we'll not be having this conversation now more slow we explained earlier ultraviolet lithography so we somehow come to an end okay we have supercomputers we have supercomputers which beaten bobby fisher and lot of things there but we still we have unresolved problem about we don't know much about what is in about the origin of universe we don't know much about how nature make photosynthesis we have unsolved problem because of our computational limitation we don't know much about genome how to cure cancer lot of unsolved problems and our most valuable ally computer or the the super power of that super computer is not able to help us so richard feynman in the famous one of his speech he mentioned about talking about computer yes some day you should have to think about computing at the atomic level and he was somehow maybe i don't know there is there is no particular Uh, like a father figure for this but i would tell he is the father of quantum computing somehow he was somehow richard feynman is an interesting figure he's maybe one of the most all all rounder genius or something like that you can tell like that there are many people having specialized on something but this man is somehow a combination of lot of things if you follow his uh, life so feynman uh, on his famous uh, on a college professor he used to mention to him 
that when a ball is or when a ball is rolling down the hill okay how it take one position what the professor is explaining is that it's like a path integral you imagine a maze you have all the position to reach that particular place and you imagine you already calculated all this then you take the least possible action to reach there it is called the path integral the the principle of least action so that is somehow richard feynman so richard feynman famously tell that the 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 one of the most important goal of a physicist is that prove yourself wrong as early as possible so he is trying to prove himself wrong as early as possible he tried to reach that conclusion okay path integral is somehow thing so same path integral approach is going to help quantum computer to do this so as per richard feynman because wave equation is something so profound that you can explain almost all of the quantum mechanics using that but nobody know how it come up with schrodinger itself even he is somehow not sure some someone used to have a gossip that he was sitting with his lover and it just came up like that but what feynman done is that when he tried to explore his path integral approach of combining all position and choosing the principle of least action he somehow reaching to an easiest conclusion he is getting the wave equation so that's one of the most easiest best way to explain to students and all what is wave equation is to the path integral method so dawn of quantum computer by feynman and our limitations of lithography all these things is inspired by the dawn of quantum computing so chapter 5 race is on yes when somebody is creating something for sure race is on and big players are already in it ibm is there google is there microsoft is there daimler amg is there bmw is there volkswagen is there and a lot of other people as well global fundries and as well so the point is that for sure you cannot create a computer in lot of multiple ways because you have 86 architecture multiple other architecture but you cannot make it in variable ways but in quantum computing computer for example you can make it in infinite most infinite ways because anything that follows that quantum computing principle that's fine it will work so any system that can superimpose the state states of zeros and one and it can entangle can work as a quantum computer that's why you can see multiple technologies there something is based on superconducting the picture which i have a thumbnail that is about superconducting material which need to be having a cool too much super cooled state to have that quantum computer to function which is somehow a limitation but there is something based on ions something based on photonic then there is silicon photonic based one maybe in the near future you will see many similar things as well so race is still there we have computers al- already there i am not talking about something about fiction now even quantum computer in your school you f- appear as a fiction but now this is a reality and it is going to change our life also so let us go to how the problems we have because the limitations we have and what is our hope on this question chapter 6 talk about that 
because big bang is somehow considered as the birth of life or 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 birth of universe maybe not life birth of universe and then about 3.8 billion years ago we have life and all but the point is that there are two possible debates on life or available already one is something about theologists used to talk about god created so all abrahamic religions and other religions also have a similar version of that but in 1800 louis pasteur come and tell us about his pasteurization and all he come to make us believe that no it cannot be spontaneous somebody has to be done this as uh, stephen hawking tell in its uh, book uh, in the latest book by uh, thomas hertog is telling that there is a designer behind this so it cannot be spontaneous and in 1944 erwin schrodinger the famous man behind wave equation wrote an interesting book what is life somehow physicists write about biology but actually that was an inspiration for two people francis crick and james watson you know his name maybe i'll tell you why because they inspired from schrodinger about life is somewhere the secret of the life is in the molecule level they told he told schrodinger told in his famous book and james crick and watson tried to grow x-ray crystallography and they found something like a double helix structure x-ray quantum x-ray crystallography something based on quantum mechanics and they found a double helix structure which is a dna which is somehow the most revolutionary topic then go into there we have genes chromosomes and all. so life is somewhere there the secret is somewhere there at a molecular level but we don't know much about that because we only even though it happened crick and watson done it too long ago is dna we are still in an infant state about gene editing genome how to understand the gene t cells b cells even there is some some hopes about curing cancer about gene editing and all but we still don't go much because of our computational limitation but here the superhero here quantum computer this can solve that problem so we have a hope there to understand the origin of life and also understand the secrets of life quantum mechanics can change our world or quantum computing i mean greening the world for sure if you are somebody who is following the hot topics around the globe global warming is one of the important things but if you are i go there undoubtedly we have a green world if you all like nature if you if i tell the word nature some of the green will come to you because one is about okay it is because of chlorophyll you know but photosynthesis the magical procedure which create 15000 tons of biomass per second in the globe is ultimately the source of energy in this world it is feeding the food chain and mysteriously 
we don't know the reason it is 100% efficient it does not follow any thermodynamics or something like that we don't know until now why we'll come to that point but we know that because we have something like solar panel and all right it's not efficient we know the story we are not we are still watching this all using not solar panel something else but the point is that if we understand the photosynthesis we can improve our solar panel and all because the main point how earth become a place to live is because of photosynthesis also because previously earth was somehow like more about carbon dioxide because in the core of earth we have this molten volcano and all these things even if you look at mars and venus it is full of carbon dioxide so if you if you want to live in mars or something for sure you want to oxygen you want something about photosynthesis if you understand the secret of photosynthesis you can even go there you can green our world you can green other world as well so chlorophyll interestingly absorb the red and blue of the light and it does not absorb the green that's why you see all green there so when light hit the leaf actually it should scatter and it should should make that much efficient but there is something happening there which only god knows and later on maybe he help us to know is that it creates something like excitons and all of these things are used to convert carbon dioxide to oxygen it is 100% efficient maybe if i have to follow richard feynman it is taking a path integral approach because in a normal scenario it cannot be 100% efficient but if i take the principle of ball rolling from the hill okay this light hitting on the leaf if it take all the possibilities to reach that positions of uh, to to convert this one and he take the principle of least possible action then yes that that can work at a quantum mechanical level because in photosynthesis interestingly also it has lot of quantum mechanical concepts like tunneling and all which is happening in sun how the sun fusion is happening same thing is happening in photosynthesis this cannot be explained by newtonian mechanics but this can be explained by quantum tunneling so actually quantum computer need cooling which i explained before because such a process happened but the photosynthesis the same quantum process is happening at room temperature by nature we don't know why we don't know how not why maybe we don't know how if we know that how we can improve our quantum computer as well so it's like a win win approach as well so that's about greening the world we can green lot of things by understanding or by using quantum computer we can improve it chapter 8 feeding the planet there is one interesting person fritz haber i'm not sure how much you are familiar about this name this man is undoubtedly we owe much to this man maybe the food you eat most of the days is based on this man's invention you will be surprised how i'll tell you what he invented he invented the artificial fertilizer because there was a situation where population was booming and 
food will become shortage there was a worry like that so this man come to a procedure where we can get the nitrogen just uh, get it as a fertilizer and then add it to the add it to the our plants and all so that was something like a green revolution why you know this man much maybe the reason is that this man is also responsible for creating lot of people's murders and uh, because he also was his invention was also inspiration for creating bombs as well nitrates and all even in world war area and world war era and all so but somehow the haber process is happening something around it need 200 to 300 degrees celsius to make that possible for sure it is not still an economical process but it's still good but nature like photosynthesis nature is doing this nitrogen synthesis at room temperature we don't know how because of our limitations in thinking because of our limitations of our tools especially our computer so if you feed data to our quantum computer if it can unravel the secret of this particular topic about nitrogen synthesis by nature we can feed the planet using creating such fertilizer in a more better way and feed the planet as well microsoft is already part of such a quantum computing project as well we should wish best luck for them as well chapter 9 energizing the world okay edison thomas alva edison and ford one man is behind the battery thing other man is behind the motor gasoline somehow two contradictory part if you think at current era but actually these both guys were the one of the best friends ford for ford edison was something like a hero which he used to emulate they used to even go for vacation together in a jungle uh, with another another guy also so for to just have a thinking time or something like that so what i'm coming to a point is that we are still depending on gasoline or petroleum products okay we think about electric cars okay electric things and all but we still the energy density or energy capacity of this batteries and super lithium ion battery or anything it is not even reaching the capacity of that particular volume of gasoline that's why we are not able to rely on it so energy density in the battery is very less even though for sure <coughs> excuse me lithium ion battery was something with using cobalt and all we have a book in our about cobalt red and all which talk about situation so lithium ion battery was somehow more efficient still it is still not rich there is a new technology talking about lithium air battery which use air as a oxygen as a thing it can reach the density of gasoline but somehow it is not stable it's a very short life span so we somehow after maybe more than 5 decades after all this battery inventions we have we are still not growing much there so if you understand the secret and understand the lot of possibilities of using different different materials and using to create a more efficient battery we could be in a better situation to energize the world for sure first i mentioned about photosynthesis we understand we can create 
good solar panels and if you understand the secrets of the batteries and all these things we can get good batteries that way you have an efficient panel and efficient battery that solves lot of our renewable energy problems and same time as i mentioned daimler volkswagen bmw all of these people are already investing on the same as well so let's look at the next topic we have quantum health <clears throat> okay many medical breakthroughs we have now it is happening because or it happened as a serendipity or an accidental discovery maybe you can tell like that 1928 fleming or lot of other things as well i don't i don't want to mention one so we have alexander fleming maybe one of the most important part about antibiotics because if you get sick or something one of the greatest or one of the helpful item is antibiotics to get you cure that one you know it but there come to a point now we have something like a super bugs or some 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 bacterias and all or it is immune to the antibiotics maybe because we have too much of poultry is being injected by antibiotics and maybe that's a reason or whatever is the reason the the point is that usually we take too much time to create antibiotics because our method is somehow testing determining and identifying we test lot of aspects and but instead you reverse that one you identify first you determine it and then you test it that can enhance this procedure of antibiotics and all so you can improve lot of health things as well so new vaccines maybe if you if you go if you go come through if you remember the covid 19 era you understand that everybody was talking about exponential making vaccines fast one of the interesting factor which helped to make the vaccine fast for covid 19 was our advancement in genetics or genetic uh, science and all so genomic advance was one of the reason even that particular topic about vaccines can be improved with the help of quantum computer we can accelerate that then we can have faster global data analysis we have too much of data or big data we we talk about it we thrill about it but we don't have computer to just just analyze all that things so we have to overcome quantum computer revolution will help us to understand that data analysis and you can even predict the next pandemic ahead by such a data analysis even omicron when omicron was there covid-19 scientists failed to just uh, do something about it because they were how to determine about the mutations of there are a lot of mutations even common flu common cold it has around i think 140 or not sure the exact more than 100 variants and they are un- unable to make vaccines for all so but if you have a quantum computer we could completely eliminate such a thing as well quantum uh, like common cold and such diseases so that's that's the level of health we are looking at so that's about quantum health aspects gene editing and curing cancer before i go there if you look at i'm not going much detail about it. if you interested on this 
there is some book by siddharth mukherjee one is called song of the cell gene and all which will interest you explain he is also a is a pulitzer prize winning author and uh, he has an interesting book about cancer also emperor of maladies you can have a look at it but let me go through the book itself gene editing and curing cancer nixon in 1971 declared that war against cancer but you know now nixon failed american president nixon i'm talking about cancer is somehow a disease of genes and actually it is not at all a disease somehow science come to a conclusion in that way now it is a mutation it is a part and parcel of the complex living system we have because one of the interesting revolution in cancer cure is the liquid biopsy which actually able to determine the cancer in advance but the point is that we are very much limited than that but the quantum computer can test all possible scores of cancer using such a data and it can just give us predict this one as i mentioned before 300 viruses of common cold not 100 around 300 so cancer right now we have three options only for cancer one is surgery to remove the cancerous thing second one is radiation to kill it and third option is to do chemotherapy to poison it even three of this one it was not that much successful but there is one hope or success here which is about on a genetic level when we have a t and b cells program to fight against the genetics which is explained in the book song of the cell as well by siddharth mukherjee that's why i suggested that that is going to cure the cancer we have but we don't have much advance we are very limited our growth is limited we have to remove our limits around that so quantum computer is going to help that chapter 12 artificial intelligence and quantum computer okay this may be an interesting topic ai multiverse is all the new topics we have so when it started artificial intelligence 1956 Dartmouth conference Marvin Minsky an MIT professor coined this term about artificial intelligence and Stanford Research Institute actually made one called Shaky a microcomputer then actually AI got a winter after 1956 because the physics physicists have their own problems and the physics envy got in between so quantum computer is something like a muscle to artificial intelligence so as as if i take the quote of sundar pichai of google ceo artificial artificial intelligence can accelerate quantum computing and quantum computing can accelerate artificial intelligence so it's like a win win approach so we have somehow have a artificial intelligence now have a top down approach where we learn everything and then we do that but the point is that the nature or the world around us or if you look at animals or even the children's like we ourselves as a child we don't learn like that 
we learn through practice and all it's learning animals are not programmed it is their learning like that so by practice 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 brain pattern seeking and such things to get that level of artificial intelligence muscle quantum computer is going to do because our brain is somehow like a pattern seeking machine based on hebb's rule and all so we learn by using there is something about learning using deep learning not in a mathematical level but mostly on a picture level like similar thing was been used by now tesla and all like if you have lot of pattern deep learning you are implementing in autonomous driving and all and we also have a lot of common sense problem like chicken and egg situation which we use in such problems and something about understanding about protein molecules about our life lot of such things we need a brain as well as a muscle so ai plus this one because even the alzheimer's disease we did not talk much there on the health part alzheimer's alzheimer's disease maybe talk about memory problems and all it is also part and parcel of something about a protein but we don't know much about that there is a big population out there who is faced by such thing so ai with quantum computing and its help within the health sector it can solve such alzheimer's problem as well so let's go to the 13th one immortality okay staying alive all the time there is an epic of kilgamesh a mesopotamian warrior who tried to live for a long time then he just tried to find a tree uh, like a plant he was i think it's an epic or story then he tried to eat it snake bite his hand or something bible talk about adam and eve and god instruction to not take the fruit from the tree tree of life but they did that so we don't know the why why it is what is the secret about that maybe that's about the immortality and all book talks about that maybe it's a debatable topic emperor kyushin hang at 2000 bc he tried to search for such immortality but later on his people go and invent japan and korea they go and find search they did not find immortality they find japan and korea instead greek mythology talk about eos and his uh, her lover tithonis he is actually a mortal being and he asks who is god to be becoming immortal but the problem happen is that when eos asks zeus he only ask him to make him mortal he did not ask him to make it young all the time so he become aged and aged so why i am telling all this story because it's all from the book only because it is giving you something about immortality in the same of cellular level and immortality is not something you live and you cannot even walk or something like that so usually all living beings become age because of the second law of thermodynamics every closed system will decay if it's a big system it will have so that's why smaller beings have smaller life elephants have big life but somehow there is a loophole on this system because somehow it is not happening exactly as per thermodynamics when we ourselves is contradicting to that so aging occur at a molecular level and genetically we don't know why much about that we are having some theories only maybe quantum computer will help us to understand that 
so there is a neurological misfire happening and like for example if you imagine like you have a new car how can you tell the car is age one of the most imp- important thing it will age is its engine a moving parts only that's where its age is going to come so like that we have our cellular level our mitochondria even the hormones and all these things there are going to be lot of mutations happening for example in human being there is going to happen around 47 mutations per year around 300 3200 mutations whole lifetime based on that scientists are able to calculate the average lifespan of a human being is 70 years but this is a biological clock there is a hayflick limit the telomerase of the chromosome and multiplicate multiplicate like imagine like a shoelace you try to multiply multiply at some point in life it 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 cannot multiply anymore it lose its tip that's a telomerase uh, effect we have so if you can restore that one we can do that we know the stem telomere i'm not going much there there is also a caloric restriction which we can set by using quantum computer where we can eat less and live longer i don't want to eat less now but let us wait for quantum computer a manaka approach there is an interesting factor about that they they were able to tell that with the amanaba amanaka approach if you in put a cell under amanaka effect for 50 days you can convert a cell to an embryo embryo level see like you're like a child but sure you need tissue engineering like stem therapy to take it from there further so quantum computer can analyze and study such problems and find issues there also an interesting factor is that you can be immortal biologically we are talking about biology so far but we can be immortal in digital as well like you have lot of dead people even people even keep the brain of albert einstein somewhere and we read biographies and all but somehow what is the possibility of making such people real our current computing facility cannot be able to enable such a level of data pooling is not possible but with a quantum computer you can have churchill lincoln einstein lot of such people napoleon all of these people can be alive and they can tell our story we can go back in time or we can create the fiction using such digital immortality as well global warming okay it is a interesting factor you know about it we are experiencing it already your climate is not predictable and all these things we have we have cop 28 lot of things as well carbon dioxide and temperature it is so far we thought about it's not our problem but it somehow becoming our problem as well like not a continental problem not a nation wide problem it's becoming a personal problem as well the years between 1983 and 2013 is considered to be the hottest year in the 30 years in the last 1400 years so that means we are 1950 to 2000 ice in arctic region become 50% thinner climates change in siberia maybe that's better but the climates is changing in such a way that we have effects between 
ice melting between borders between bangladesh and india flooding somehow the weather is not much predictable even the cloud formation will change too much instantaneously our current supercomputer is not able to analyze that much level of data but if quantum computer is going to help us we can unravel lot of this weather predicting things and we can help the planet and we can help ourselves as well to improve the weather and predict the weather lot of other aspects as well we have our limitation we are trying to reduce our warming using electric vehicles and other things as well but we are not reaching anywhere much with that so that's about global warming it's going to solve there sun in a bottle sun without a doubt is a glowing ball of fire the secret of it is nuclear fission fusion sorry it is combining hydrogen atom hydrogen atom together to make it helium and the less of that based on albert einstein e is equal to mc square it is giving you energy but the whole of that thing it's happening in a quantum mechanical level as well we don't know much about that so hydrogen fused to make but the nuclear energy because we have energy problem right one of the longest energy or high energy we can have is using nuclear reactors and all but what we are using now is all nuclear fission we are splitting the atoms and getting the energy by using uranium plutonium and all and it has much waste and it is not that much efficient but the point is that if we have fusion we can be more efficient but the problem is that the current fusion theory we have or fusion it you have to have a plasma level of heat to achieve that but in stars in universe the the atoms the hydrogen just compress compress and it is star glow itself nobody is going there and creating any plasma there because gravity is unipolar but our sources we have electric and magnetic field they are bipolar that's one of our another problem as well so if you understand because right now there is such advancement if you follow the recent news china has recently just published something about they have created about something about i'm not sure about the exact time is it 5 seconds or 1 minute or something they are able to succeed in that part so sun in the bottle is something like you can take that fusion to a small bottle and you can energize maybe a continent using that so our limitations of understanding about nuclear fusion and its methods can be resolved by quantum computer help and that way it can solve our energy problem so that is an important hope as well <clears throat> simulating the universe okay before galileo galilei we don't have uh, much to know about the universe but the telescope is single handedly one of the most interesting artifacts which a human eye can occupy it gives us an opportunity to see the whole universe in a different level then we have hubble telescopes now 
it can see 100 billion galaxies and all so we have an astronomical size of data around the universe even we still only even we have hubble telescope james webb and all we don't have that much level of computing capacity to understand this universe we are trying ourselves but we have our limitation at the silicon level so we have cosmic shooting carl sagan used to tell that our earth is something in a cosmic shooting position any asteroid hit can just easily take the thing so we should be a two planetary species as per carl sagan the famous astronomer so five, there are 5000 exoplanets each of the star you see mostly in the sky it have planets around it but we don't know much about it but in the in the milky way itself there is 5000 exoplanets they are telling 20% of these exoplanets will be similar to earth that means it is not like earth or mars you can live many of that places in milky way but limit is our computational and our understanding our reachability even the 49 satellites 40 of the 49 satellites was been hit by the radiations on the on the stellar level and it damaged our satellites as well so we don't know much about the life cycle and evolution of star we are making theories and all these things even we don't know much about black holes our understanding is changing our theories by albert einstein and they are not still efficient also the most mysterious thing in the universe is that almost 99 percentage of the whole universe is made up of dark matter what you see as matter is here nothing you are not even a one percentage of that so that dark matter we don't know much about that and we are not able to think using our supercomputer but our new figure here quantum computer is going to help us to understand such aspects as well <coughs> so just our universe and our quest for universe and the last chapter here this is the author actually mishio kako uh, interesting figure he has a lot of other books as well i'm just try to put his book because it's a very interesting book so i thought to put his picture as well here in day in 2050 this is a fictional thing it talks about something about uh, opening of a fusion reaction at normal level solar panel in mars we are able to put solar panel in mars and just energize all our colonies there alzheimer's disease was resolved we are able to cure cancer completely there is no common cold we are able to watch biographies we have lot of people like old people who are died as digital persons available here we have unlocking the nitrogen in the in the fertilizer we are creating artificial plants we are able to predict pandemic you don't have to have lockdowns and all lot of interesting such dreams but that's all possible using our superhero how the quantum computer revolutions can change everything this quantum computer revolution can change our life in 2050 that's all for now thank you for watching until we come across with the next book bye if you enjoy this summary like and follow us we love to see your insights in the comment box subscribe